had a dream last night that I weighed less than one one thousandth of a gram. OMG! Oh, welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are rising from recession. And our guest this week, well, this is the Evermore film company that's making bridal and business films come true. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Josh Moore, the owner of Evermore Films. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thanks for having me on, Michael. I'm excited. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? I'm Joshua Moore, the uh, owner of Evermore Films. We're a video production company located in Bakersfield, California. Uh, we service couples for weddings. We also service businesses for um, business and video marketing. So pretty much all kinds of video is what we do right now. Josh really is a tech behind the camera. So he's not used to being on this side of the camera with all the lights. And we are here in your studio yeah. and uh, with our friendly neighborhood dinosaur. And so if you're seeing this big white wall behind me, it's because this is their white wall green screen for all their production. And behind Josh are some of the great Tinker Toys that he has for all of your production needs. You got your start in the wedding business here locally, correct? So actually, I got my start when I was 10 years old. 10? When I was 10. Okay. I decided I wanted to make movies. I, was, okay. I had been watching movies, obviously, all my life. Sure. And was like, this looks like a lot of fun. And so I decided I wanted to make movies. And we got a, uh, a camera that someone gave to our family. And I grabbed that one of those big VHS shoulder cams. <laughs> right, and sure. And I just started going to town on that thing, used the snot out of it. And uh, you know, then bought you know, different video cameras along the way. When I was 16, I finally actually started my first business. Wow, uh, at 16. At 16. Um, I've already been doing it for a while, mm -hmm. you know, and then just was like, oh, I can make money doing this. And so I started charging like 20 bucks for a video, <laughs> and 50 bucks for a video. Uh, I pay that now. Right. So would I. <laughs> if anyone wants to make a video for 50 bucks, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think I did my first wedding video for like a hundred dollars and I thought I was rich. Like I paid, paid my buddy like 50 bucks to help me shoot. I was like, yeah, like this, this is good stuff. You know, I like barely had my, you know, learner's permit to drive. Sure. Um, sure. So started that when I was 16, carried that on all the way through college. Um, after college, went to work for another production company that was actually successful uh, for, for a couple <laughs> They're years. making real money? Right. Uh, so I got to work on real projects. Uh, that was exciting. Um, and then after that, decided, you know, I don't want to do this anymore because I had gotten kind of burned out and uh, tried to go into selling insurance. And That's I was, I was Yeah, I was like, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. And so I started, you know, selling insurance, got my insurance license. I'm sitting there making cold calls, doing all the training. Right. And, you know, walking into, you know, business. And, and I realized if I'm door knocking, making cold calls to sell insurance that I don't care about, why don't I start my own video company? Again, because I already go. had one. And so I started my second video company, Evermore, in 2012 and uh, haven't looked back. You do a variety of kinds of projects and 
it's not just weddings, it's also corporate video and corporate work, but corporate not necessarily as an Apple, Intel, Ford Motor Company, General Electric. What kinds of, of video work do you do? Like I said, I've been doing this since I was 10, so I, lo I just love making videos. Right. And so all the entire time, uh, I had made videos for, for weddings. I made, you know, filmed people's dance recitals, filmed events, filmed uh, promo videos for companies, filmed TV commercials, uh, worked on sets for other people. I, I had some mentors early on um, that helped me out a lot. And so because I've, I've always done so many different things, I've enjoyed, I've keep kept enjoying it. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. And so I, I've just kept doing it because I, I haven't, you know, come to a place where I'm like, ooh, I don't like doing weddings anymore. Ooh, I don't like doing corporate anymore. So I still enjoy both, and so we still do both um, because it's it's enjoyable and and it's actually nice to have the change of pace because sometimes uh, on the weekends sure. you're filming weddings and then you know you take Monday off and go back during the week and do some corporate work and so sure. it keeps you from getting burnt out on any one thing because uh, there's always a variety. Oh, there you go. So there is a little bit of a method to the madness, uh, <laughs> but there we go. there's definitely some madness to the method as well because it's just a ton of fun. But you've learned along the way that there's a difference between owning a business and being in the business. You alluded it to a moment ago where you know you got your hundred bucks, you gave your buddy 50, you were rich, you were great, you were having a good time with this. But as your business has developed, your business has grown, you've realized that you really needed to systematize a lot of the different aspects of your business. And this is not pick up a camera and shoot. This is the actual get in the office and do the mundane to be able to do the things that you want to do. How did you take a business where it's very organic, very fluid with all these different pieces and figure out how to systematize it so that you can spend and focus your time on what's important? Yeah, great question. Um, when I first started Evermore mm -hmm. uh, back in 2012, uh, one of the books I read that was recommended to me was The E-Myth. And it uh, talked about that very thing. Sure. Like, you, you, you can't work in the business, you got to work on the business. Uh, and when I started Evermore, I started with an artist mentality. Right. Because uh, that had been, you know, ever since I was 10, that was my mentality. You want to make movies. Yeah, I want to make movies. I want to sure. have fun. And so every time we, you know, we'd go to do a wedding or do a corporate thing, it was like, well, how many lights can we bring and how many can, how cool can we make these shots and like how exciting can this be? And so it was always this, this artistic focus. Right. Um, and over time, I've learned that you have to shift that. Um, and I've taken a lot of courses and just, learned a lot over the years and a lot of hard knocks too. Right, um, sure. Where you just realize, oh, we made no money on that project. And, we, and it was a $4,000 project. Like, how did it, we make no money? <laughs> it was fun, but it doesn't pay the rent. That's right. And then you start to scale and you start bringing people on. And then, so you, you learn quickly that you, you have to make money at it. So you have right. to figure out the business side of the art. Right. Um, and so that's something that I've definitely gotten very excited about, you know, over the years. But you've gone through and you've created, you've done all this online. Yes, we have. How did you do that? Boy. Because um, what you've got going on is a bride comes in and she, she knows what she wants, but she doesn't know how to convey the idea. Or she comes in with, or he comes in, with clippings and pictures of things that they, but you still have to be able to translate this very ethereal idea yes. into something tangible. How do you do that? There's a lot of steps in the process, Okay, but the point is there's a process, like mm. you alluded to. Um, there has to be a process, and that's one of the things, coming from you know what we'd call a creative field, 
Um, right. I used to abhor anything that sounded like a process or a shot list or any kind of like, don't put me in a box. I'm a creative. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and my wife actually, you know, was one of the, the guiding forces and, and cause she was a, a music teacher right. uh, and she was very organized cause she's a teacher. Right. And, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, have you thought about, I'm like, don't, I don't want a list. Don't put me in a box. Don't give me a lesson plan. Right. Like, like, <laughs> like this is a wedding. Like you have to feel this out. And she's like, well, look, you're doing the same thing every time. Right. I'm like, no, I'm not like, yeah, there's a formula. And so we found the formula uh, and, 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 and formula sounds bad. We don't want to say the word formula when next to the word art, right, but, sure. but there is always a formula, right? You know, if you want green, you get blue and yellow and you mix them together. There's a formula there. Right. There's, there's a lot of shades of green, right. but you have to have the formula. So we've created a process and the short version is a bride would come to our website um, and they would say, I want a wedding video. They click on the wedding tab. They get taken through this online experience, which steps them through this process of going, well, I want to see your pricing. So I'm going to put in my email address to access that. It's available online. They get taken to a page where they have an explainer video that says, here's the different types of videos that we offer. So if you're looking for a highlight or a trailer or a long ceremony video or whatever, you know, that they're looking for, right. they can see the different products we offer. They can understand them. Then they're taken to the online shop where they can, you know, see the pricing for different things, the packages. Oh, what if I make this upgrade? What if I make that upgrade? It's all there in an online system. Got it. And they're able to see it. And then when they qualify themselves as an actual lead, then they can request a Zoom meeting um, or a phone call or, or an in-person meeting, you know, when we get back to that. Uh, and, then, uh, <laughs> and then we have the conversation and then we, you know, we can book them from there online contracts and everything is is online so we, we were kind of ready for covid when it hit because we had already <laughs> been doing everything. it already yeah we had already moved everything online sure uh, so a lot of business owners are trying to figure out what their marketing strategies and they've allowed their marketing to go dormant mm. oh that's yeah. not a good thing that's not good <laughs> well no. why is that when when times go when times are slow when the economy goes down right. that's when you ramp up your marketing why is that because that's when everyone else is going to take their foot off the gas. Ah. And that's also, so specifically COVID, where was everybody? They were huh. not in their offices. They were at their homes. Or they were looking on their phones. And what are they doing? Right. They're on their phone. They're on their laptop. Right. They're bored out of their skulls. They're looking for some entertainment, probably while they're working from home. Right. Sure. So that is the time when you ramp up your marketing because there's more eyeballs than ever on social. There's more eyeballs than ever on YouTube. There's more eyeballs than ever on just on, on Google, looking around, going to websites, researching things. How many people said, I'm going to go, you know, learn a new hobby. Right. When it was COVID, we didn't say, let's go learn a new hobby. We <laughs> said, let's go double down on marketing and let's double down on growing our business. And we had our best year ever last year. Nice. How have you translated that to the business owners who are coming to you now? So as people come to us and they're saying, hey, we're ready to ramp up our marketing. Great. You know, Always start. If you haven't started, just start. <laughs> right, sure, sure. Every time's a good time to start. You know, right. Sooner, better than later. Sure. Um, but you definitely want to start ramping up your marketing. Um, and, and when you go to ramp up your marketing, there's so many ways you can go. Um, mm. you, you have to have goals and you have to have strategy. Just like when you launch a business. If you right. launch a business and go, we're going to do a thing and it's going to be fun. Where, where are you going? Right. You know, we're, we're, we're going to go here. Ah, now we have a destination. Nice. Um, and, and we would like to get there in style or we would like to get there cheaply. Uh, we would like to get there, you know, however. So th those are all the things that you have to know right. uh, when you go to market your business. So th there's a whole strategy that goes into your marketing efforts. Um, you can't just grab a camera and hit record and be like, say something awesome. Awesome. I'm going to post it right now. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> like, like, and then you're like, why didn't our video get any hits? Because <laughs> it was awesome. I said so. 
The only person that commented was my mom. You know, and so it's like you, ha you have to have a strategy. And if visioneers want to learn how to get that strategy or develop a strategy with you, how do they do that? We've actually got um, some free content online. Uh, we've put together a special page just for visioneers. Um, wow. Evermorefilms.com slash visioneers. Pretty easy to remember. Um, we've got a free strategy PDF on there. Uh, it's th three pages just to kind of take you through some key areas of strategy that you want to think about um, as you go to market your business. Um, want to make sure that you're you're considering like who is my audience? What are my goals? You know, what is the ROI I'm expecting on this video? How what are the metrics I'm going to use to measure the success of this video? Nice. That, that's a huge one. Sure. You know, people will will not only not have a goal in any of these other things, but then they go, well, my video didn't get any views. Is that even the thing you should be measuring? Right. And so before you ever hit record, before you pick up that camera, before you even write your script, like know what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? Right. So we have a free PDF um, on just some, some flyover things to think through. We also offer you know, strategy consulting for video marketing. And so if you want to dive deeper into that, we have all that. But, but right there is that free PDF. And then we have a couple pieces of video content we put together uh, just to help small businesses think through you know, what are the things I might need to think about as I go to make a video. If you happen to like Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And when we come back, we're going to delve deeper into more of the marketing. We're also going to de delve deeper into a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you when we come right back. Toastmasters is a major sponsor of the Small Business Celebration program. In fact, Small Business Celebration started off as an advanced level Toastmasters project. Toastmasters is an organization that can help you learn how to communicate what you do for the people you serve. So join Toastmasters. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club and join a club that can help you communicate what you do to the people you serve. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club and learn how you can communicate more clearly to the people you serve. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club today. We're here with Josh Moore, the owner of Evermore Films, and our visionary question comes from Gail who asks, how do you paint a picture of what your business can do for your customer when what you sell is something that can't initially be seen, touched, or held? When you have something that is, is truly, like, I just can't show this. Right. You know, maybe it's intellectual property. Uh, maybe it's, you know, uh, maybe it's a course. Um, right. Something where you're like, well, yeah, I mean, we can like, show a screenshot of like the course, but... The point is, what you need to show is the transformation. Ah. You need to show the result of using that product uh, and how it changes people's lives. Right. So, you know, whatever it may be, say it's a course, you know, as an example, and they go through this course and they learn how to, you know, win friends and influence people or whatever it may right. be. And so now... Great book, by the way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I learned a lot from it. <laughs> I should read that. Uh, <laughs> So uh, what you do is, is you show the result. Right. Um, so an easy way to do this is customer testimonials. Uh. You interview a customer about how their life has been changed and you, um, you have to, to get that, that nugget of like this was the aha moment. This was the change. When I did this, this, this was my life before this and this is my life after and right. wow, it's so much better. And you see not only how it changed their life but the, the emotions that that created in them. Mm. Because when your life has changed, you're not like, mm, that was all right. Right. You're going to be excited, sure. or maybe you're in tears. You know, it depends what what the, the you know what the service is that right. that, that it, what it does in your life. Um, maybe it's a dating website, and like I found the love of my life. Here she is. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, so you you, you got to be able to capture that customer testimonial. It's the emotional 
aspect you're looking for. It, it is. Humans are emotional creatures. We love emotions and we love stories. And, and there's a place for every type of video right. uh, in, in your marketing strategy. Right. Uh, <laughs> that we alluded to that you can get at evermorefilms.com slash visionaries. <laughs> <laughs> when we go to create video content, we can't run off with the assumption that we need to make it four seconds longer and no one's going to pay attention. Well, they, the pre-roll ads on YouTube are five seconds. That's a magic number. That's not, that's not the case. No. There, there are instances where you need to hit a certain time frame. If you've got a 30-second slot on TV, you've got a 30-second slot. You've right. got to make it happen in 30 seconds. Right. But in the world of, of the web, we're making, we can make long-form content. We can make an, a day-long webinar, and people will watch it if they're interested. It has right. nothing to do with attention span. It has to do with interest. Right. And part of interest is that emotional connection. So that's where we jump back in to where we just were. You've got to create that emotional connection with people. And if you're trying to show my brand can transform someone's life through whatever this is, if you can show that emotional connection, you can bring people on in that emotional journey, you can tell them stories, they're going to stay there all day. One of your key traits, too, in the little time that we've actually seen each other in person, because we've, we've had a, a chat over the phone and whatnot prior to the interview, is you're a very likable kind of guy. <laughs> and uh, some may even argue it's a superpower. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so modest. Uh, first of all, how did you recognize that this is one of your personal strengths to use in a very ethereal business? Yeah, great question. Um, well, well, one thing that, that kind of plays into the whole thing is my dad is also an entrepreneur. Mm. Um, he's run his own business for you know over 30 years. Uh, he's a carpenter. Okay. Uh, and when I say carpenter, I mean finished carpenter. I okay. mean top-notch. He works in you know the finest homes doing the most intricate details that people go, no one could ever do that. And who is your father? Uh, Joe Moore. Jamin Sons Custom Finish Work. Definitely check him out if you guys need a great carpenter. And what's his website? He doesn't have one. Oh, even better. He's, it's all he, word of mouth. He, he is all word of mouth. Nice. So, uh, nice. Being that my dad had a business, I grew up in the business. Mm. Um, you know, not I'm, I'm a terrible carpenter, but <laughs> but I was great at sweeping the floor, uh, <laughs> sure, 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 and, and, and sanding the joints in the mines. and creating sawdust and creating sawdust. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so I, I definitely had my jobs, and, and he had his, uh, <laughs> like making things look good. Um, but he taught me a lot of skills, um, and so from an early age, um, you know, I'd go out on job sites with him as a, as a kid, you know, because he'd always loved to you know bring his kids out, and and you know we'd, we'd help sweep the floor or. or, or do whatever um, but he taught us a lot of lessons one of the things that my dad excels at is customer service mm. he is amazing with people and just watching him I've learned a ton um, and and it's one of those things that was just kind of innate to me like I didn't even realize that I had this superpower and you know just as I would go through in business I, I keep having clients tell me like gosh you're so patient like, thank you. Like, I'm terrible at this interview, but you're being so nice to me. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Like, what else would I do? Um, but over time, I just had enough people tell me that it was really, oh, this is something I'm actually really good at that apparently a lot of other people aren't who right. they've had interview them in the past. And just realize, oh, this is something that, that, that being kind, being patient uh, is apparently a superpower. So who would have thought? But, who but thought it, it is. It is. <laughs> but one of the challenges of having a superpower because even Superman has kryptonite. Yes. And that's one of the things about a superpower that you have to watch out for is you can be 
too kind, too generous. And at the same, and what ends up happening is the quality of your product suffers because you're too kind and too generous. How did you figure out where that line is and knew where to say, okay, I need to step back a little bit and say, no, you need to pay me now. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> oh man, um, one of the things that, as I've done this, you know, for for 18 years now, um, when you first start, you don't know what you don't know, right? And so everything's great, and then there comes a time where you you do know, and I can like, ooh, I can tell you're doing a bad job, but I'm I'm too nice, is what I would tell myself. I'm too nice to tell you you're doing a bad job, so I'm going to tell you, oh, that was great, you did a great job, and they're like, oh, I was terrible. No, 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 you were great, because I thought making you feel good is the best thing I can do for you. Right. And then I'd get back to the edit, and the whole time I'm driving back, I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do with this? This edit, this, this interview was terrible. How are we going to make? And we'd find a way to save it, you know. But, and the, but here I am, busting my butt, putting in way more work than I should to save right. this, and then the client's like, it's okay, and I'm like, oh, all that. And you come to realize over time that. The reason that they're hiring me is to make them look good. Right. And the first times I started to push back on clients and they'd say something, I'd be like, can you say that better? And they'd be like, oh, yeah. And then they would do it better. I'm like, that was great. And you start to just kind of push back and then you start to realize, oh, like this is my job. Right. And over time you find that and then you find your step. And because I already know this is what looks good. And so now I can coach people. And as we're doing an interview or, you know, or whatever it may be. Right. Um, so it's, a, you know, maybe it's that they don't notice there's a whole bunch of empty water bottles in the background. You're like, did you look at that? And they're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so all those little things, the attention to detail. Um, we, we've had to reshoot entire projects because of some little attention to detail thing where I went, I either was like, oh, I don't want to say anything. I think it's fun. They, they probably want it that way. And then right. they get back and they're like, why didn't you say anything? And after enough of those, you go, oh, I need to say something. Right. And so you learn that. And then the same thing goes with, you know, like you're saying, hey, we need to get paid. And so <laughs> now there's, you know, there's contracts and there's invoices and there's an automated billing system that says, hey, you're past due. Can you make your payment? Here's a link. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, so there's definitely a lot, a lot that goes into that. But you, you have to learn it over time because it, some people are naturally good at bossing other people around and telling them what to do. Right. Um, but I wasn't. And so I had to learn that because my, my kryptonite was being too nice to people. And you realize that, well, if I actually want to be kind to you, the kindest thing I can do is make you look good. And so you have to translate that and say, that's no longer my kryptonite because I understand the best way to help you is to stop you and tell you, that looks bad, we need to change that. At one point, you started getting too invested in the processes of the day-to-day -day operations of the business. And you didn't, you worked in your business and not worked on your business, as the phrase goes. And yes. it almost sunk the company. Yeah, we had it. We had a, a, a scary point uh, in the company uh, right at the end of 2018. Um, right in the middle of the banking crisis. Good timing. You know, and we were all cash, so. <laughs> <laughs> we. Uh, Essentially, what, what happened was I, I got excited about the progress. The company was was moving. We were doing great. Uh, we were expanding the team, and things were going well. Our team was doing amazing work, and I was so excited about the work that we were doing that I was up with the employees over their shoulders. Going, oh, I do this and do this, and then let's go to. And I was right there in the thick of everything. Right. And 
we were we had tons of work we were super busy because you know the way it works is you do some some marketing and you do some sales and 90 days later you see the fruit of it right and so we were at the 90 days where i'm seeing all the fruit of all the stuff that had been happening and it takes 90 days to catch up right and then i was just like we're so busy i don't even need to sell right now i don't even need to Whoops. I don't even need to market right now. We're so busy. <laughs> we don't even have time to market or sell. Where have I heard that before from other <laughs> business owners? Yeah. And so I made the classic mistake. I'm too busy to market. I'm too busy to go out selling. I'm too busy to go look for work because we have so many client projects we have to take care of and that's the most important thing. And it is important to take care of our clients and that's why we have a team. They can take care of the clients while I go get new ones. But I missed that lesson and I nearly lost the entire company, I lost my entire team, I almost lost my studio, but by the grace of God, we were able to uh, pull out of it and double down, realize what was most important and focus on rebuilding the business profit first uh, because that was one of the other things that I was doing at the time was not spending enough time looking at my p &L. Mm. I was not spending enough time because if I had been, even though I was in the thick of it, I would have noticed, oh look, sales have gone down and the amount of work we're doing is going up. And so the cash flow is not doing the same thing that the workload is doing. Sure. And uh, we caught up on all of our backlog. Everything was great and we had no more work. And so we kind of just suddenly went off of a cliff and I had to walk into the team meeting and go, I'm sorry, uh, this is your two week notice because I have no more money to pay you. Ouch. And that hurt. Yeah. Uh, it hurt me, it hurt the team. And uh, it was an unfortunate uh, time, but it was also a great lesson. And through that, I've learned that uh, you can't scale too fast, because that's one thing I did. You also can't focus on micromanaging the work that's being done. You have to work on the business, because that's one thing I did. And you can't stop marketing, because that's another thing I did. And so I learned a whole lot of lessons real quick there. When we come back, we're going to answer another visionary question that gets more into that pesky little marketing thing that Josh has been talking about over and over and over again during this episode. When we come right back. The reason we're here with Josh Moore with Evermore Films is because of a visionary question that came from a visionary just like you. They reached out to us on LinkedIn. Facebook and Instagram and want to find out about a person who could help them and their business with their videos, their, their marketing, their marketing strategy. How do I do something inexpensively that can fit my budget, that can help me be effective? And that is because of a visioneer just like you who reached out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. So if you've got a question, if you've got a thought, if you've got a challenge, a problem that you want to learn more about, reach out to us here on Small Business Celebration and reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. We're here with Josh Moore, the owner of Evermore Films, and our visionary question comes from Adam who asks, when you have a customer that is sitting on the fence to use your services, how do you encourage them to act and utilize your service? Well, ask them why they're sitting on the fence. Okay. That's where it starts. Okay. Because there's a reason they're on the fence. Mm. Uh, it may be that they are uh, unclear mm -hmm. about your, your price, your value, your capability of doing the job. Right. Um, the reason that a customer's not gonna move forward is because there's some kind of confusion. Ah. Uh, it, may, it may be that uh, they're comparing you and a competitor and they can't see the difference. Like, ooh, who do I choose? Right. Uh, but whatever it is, 
there, there is an uncertainty. That's mm. why they're not moving forward. And so you need to find out what that uncertainty is so that then you can address it. Um, if it's an uncertainty about price and value, then you know, okay, now we got to talk about these things. And if it's uh, comparing to a competitor, you can say, well, they do this and we do this, and this is why we're better. Uh. If it's, you know, are you capable of doing the job? Then you can explain, look, we have all this experience to back it up. We've done projects like yours, like this, this, and this. Whatever it may be, you find out um, what's holding them back so that you can address it. If you don't know what's holding them back, then it's hard. Um, one thing that you can do uh, mm -hmm. is FAQs. And FAQ is a what? A frequently asked question. Okay. A lot of times customers are being held back, uh, and when you, as you kind of go along in business, you'll see that there's these frequently asked questions. Like, right. oh, there's a pattern here. Everybody calls and asks, what's our price? Right. So then you kind of decide, do I want to spend 30 minutes on the phone with everybody who asks what our price is, or do I want to put my pricing on my website? Right. And say, if you're, here's our prices. If you're interested, call us. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, they actually go to your website and pay attention. Right. Well, like, and for us with that, it's like we've put a lot of that kind of stuff on the website. Right. So it used to be we had 200 phone calls a year that I'd spend 30 minutes with brides saying, what's your price, you know, or, or, or business owners? And then now it's we get, you know, three, 400 couples a year going, what's your price? But instead, they go to my website, they put in their email address, and they get all the information. And now I'm only talking to, you know, 50 or 100 of them. And they're booking because we're able to address their concerns. And that's one of the things that we talk to about when we talk to a client. It's like, great, what are your questions? What are your concerns? Here's, here's our presentation, so to speak. What questions do you have? And if you don't address their questions, if you don't ask them if they have questions, then you don't know what's holding them back. And if they're like, hmm, okay, well, thanks. I'll get back to you. Sure. Don't go, okay. Say, well, what's holding you back? One of the things you have done very cleverly is and this probably comes from those frequently asked questions. You get this question over and over and over and over again. Yeah. But it's a reaction to, oh my gosh, he's so expensive doing my video for my corporate, my business or whatever. But you have come up with a very clever way of working with that. Tell Visionary Nation what you're doing and how they can apply to it to, to their business. In my first year of, of weddings, uh, you know, because you start, you start your pricing wherever it starts, you know, hey, we're $1,500 for a wedding video, and everyone's like, okay, cool. And then you're like, now I'm $2,500, now I'm $4,000. And people are like, whoa, $4,000 for a wedding video. Right. Um, like, well, have you seen the videos? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's this website you can go to. Right. <laughs> But, but people have this sticker shock right. uh, because they, in their mind, think, oh, you know, 1,500 or whatever this magical number is, in their mind, that this is my number and you're here. And so they think, we can't, we can't work together. Mm. And so what you have to explain to them is, well, just because the price is $4,000 doesn't mean that's what you have to pay me right now. And they're like, oh, you mean I can put down a deposit? Well, yeah. But we've actually gone a step further. Um, I, early in my business, I was talking to another guy who ran a marketing agency, mm -hmm. and he was like, have you thought about doing subscription pricing? And I'm like, what? He's like, for your wedding videos. He was just like throwing something out there, and I'm like, wait a second, that's genius. Right. And we did it. And so it, we didn't quite do a subscription model, but we did installment plans. Oh. And so a bride might get uh, you know, a $4,000 wedding video, right. and say she's getting married in 20 months. Right. So. What most videographers would do is say, well, give me a thousand bucks or give me two thousand bucks right now to hold your date and then you can pay me the rest 30 days before the wedding. That's a common model. Or maybe right. there's, you know, three, four payments. Um, and how many brides and other business owners freak out about writing a two thousand dollar check? Right. And so what we've done is said, well, so we're 20 months away. You've got a four thousand dollar package. Right. So if I can do math in my head right now, <laughs> that's two hundred dollars a month. Right. And so you go. Oh, well, 200 bucks a month, 
I can do 200 bucks a month because right. now this $4,000 package is 200 bucks a month. Oh, I can do that. Right. And then they go, well, what's the deposit? And well, there's no $1,000 deposit. Just pay your first 200 bucks, sign your contract, that, sign, that squares it away. And then they're like, oh. And so we've just been booking solid ever since. And one of the unforeseen benefits, because at first I'm like, but I need that thousand dollar deposit. I need that thousand dollar deposit. Right. Like that, that, that's, how, that's how I live. You know? right, sure, we need, we need sure. those big deposits. Sure. And what happens is you're running this cycle of cash, no cash, cash, no cash, cash, no right. cash. Because you're running from deposit to deposit. You got a quick book a wedding, get a deposit. And one of the beauties of the installment plan is now you've got all these couples paying 200 bucks a month. And 10 couples paying 200 bucks a month is 2,000 bucks a month. There you go. And every month you're making 2,000 bucks. And you're like, wait, I can breathe now. Right. And of course, you got to make more than that to make a business run. Sure, but, but, but it's a start. But it scales. Got it. And so every time, and, and, and it happens because it's based on time. So in our case, you know, because you're worried like, oh no, we're going to, you know, run out of, they're not going to pay or whatever it may be. Well, the way we set up our installments with a wedding in particular, you know, they're getting married, you know, t say in 10 months. So we give them 11 months to make payments, this month and the month of the wedding. Right. So they're making all the payments before the wedding, which gives them time to spread out the payments and means we have the cash. So if they decide to stop making payments, we've got the cash. We're not out anything. They're out the cash. So they're the ones with the incentive to make their payments and get their wedding video. And it's all in one nice, easy, little package. Exactly. And it makes it real simple and it makes it real affordable. And we have couples regularly who, when we start the conversation, like my budget's 1500 and we talk and they're like, I want the $2,500 package. Okay, I understand. Well, the, the $1,500 package is going to be, you know, 150 bucks a month. The uh, $2,500 package is going to be 250 a month. We're talking about $100 a month difference for the wedding good of your dreams. Do you think you could do that? And they're like, <laughs> oh, only 100 bucks a month. I can do that. Sure. And so then you make the sale. I have to ask you, and if you're listening to this program, you can't tell this, but if you're watching uh, here on YouTube, there is an inflatable Tyrannosaurus Rex sitting on a director's chair behind our guest. And why do you have a Tyrannosaurus Rex? This is Gary, Gary, <laughs> Gary the Grip. Um, Gary the Grip, okay, and why Gary the Grip? He's Gary the Grip because he has no arms to grip anything. <laughs> And on a film set of grip, <laughs> that's funny. On a film set of grip is the person who's always picking things up and, and moving things around. Right. And so he got to be Gary the Grip because uh, he can't pick anything up. Because he can't pick anything up. <laughs> and uh, the reason he's a dinosaur is because I love dinosaurs. Uh, Jurassic Park has been my favorite film since I was a kid, and I've always loved dinosaurs since I was a kid. And it's just been one of those fun little things. It's a fun little culture thing uh, here at the office. We have a couple inflatable dinosaurs around the studio, um, and then random. You would never know this because you, you didn't walk inside the edit bays yet. No. Nope. But all of our hard drives are named for a dinosaur. <laughs> so we have, we have over 100 hard drives from wow. all the projects over the years, sure. and every one of them is named for a dinosaur. Oh, wow. 100 different dinosaur names. Right. So we, we had to start adding numbers, finally. Um, so we've got, <laughs> we've got uh, you know, 47 uh, camera raptor, and uh, <laughs> whatever it may be. So. Uh, Dinosaurs are kind of our fun thing here. One of the things about this studio, if you if you haven't been here, you should come check it out. Check out the website first of all, but you've got to check this out because there's a lot of great things to see here as far as full video production goes. 
But one of the things that I can tell, and you will too when you come notice, is there is a tremendous amount of life experience that has gone into this facility. And that doesn't come cheap. And you have gone through, you've been to destination weddings in Jamaica and other places around the world. You've, you've shot wedding videos and corporate videos all over the world, dealt with some of the best videographers and cinematographers in the business. And yet, and yet, you would much rather be home here in Bakersfield, wife and kids, and go to church on Sundays. Absolutely. Why is that your definition of success? I, I was fortunate early in my career to have a lot of exciting experiences. Mm -hmm. um, got to do a lot of traveling like you said, work with some top people. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Around that same time, I met my wife. Mm -hmm. And here I am, you know, off in Jamaica, filming, you know, this crazy, you know, three-day Indian wedding, you know, with, you know with, with an amazing videographer. And as fun as that was, what I couldn't wait for was to get back in the hotel room at the end of the night and, you know, do a little, you know, Zoom call with Emily. And be like, hey, how are you, Emily? You know, just, that's what I was excited for. Right. Uh, as fun as the weddings were. And I realized I missed that. And I loved that more than I loved the travel and more than I loved all those exciting things. And so while my vision as a 10 year old was to make movies, right. and then my you know, vision later in life was to, to travel and do these amazing destination weddings, um, which I got to do and it was fun. Um, ultimately, I just began to see that what's most important to me, what's most valuable to me is, is my family. Um, and, and being able to be home with my family every night, that, that's one thing I love about this job. Sure, on Saturdays we work late, uh, you know, filming weddings, but I still get to come home. I come home to my wife, come home to my kids, you know, we're able to have that family time together, and I'm able to go to church on Sunday, because that's another huge part of our life. And that, to me, is important. And so those are the choices we've made. We've made the choice to, to stay in Bakersfield. We have family here, we have roots here, we, you know, we know a lot of people here. It's a wonderful place to be. You know, a lot of people complain about Bakersfield and can't wait to get out of it, and we're like, why? It's, it's, it's great. Yeah, like, no, nothing, nothing's perfect. But, but we love it here. Um, we're also two hours from everything. Like, yeah, we're two hours from everything, but we're two hours from everything. Right. What does Evermore Films look like in 10 years? <sighs> Man. There, there's so much that we can do. Um, we're, we're still, I mean, even though we, we've been around for almost nine years, we're, we're still kind of, I feel like we're still at the early stage. We're like, there's so much we can sure, do. Sure. There's so much room to grow. Um, what, one of the big areas of growth um, that we're looking to is to just continue to grow more uh, in our, our, our video marketing section. Mm. Um, because we feel like there's a huge need for small businesses here in town. It's like the big companies, they've got media departments, they've got marketing agencies, they've got marketing budgets, like they can go get help. Mm -hmm. You know, like they don't have to run to us crying for help. But the small businesses who are like, I don't know how to work Instagram. I don't know how to make a video. I look terrible on video. I don't, I don't make videos. Like those companies need help. And yeah, they may not have a lot of money, but we have options for them. Right. Um, and, and that's what we want to focus on is, is helping our local Bakersfield business community. Um, and in doing that, we want to stay here. We want to stay local. Um, and be able to go to church on Sunday. Absolutely, and be able to go to church on Sunday. What makes you wake up every morning and open your business? I love what I do. I really do. It, it, sounds, it sounds like, oh, whatever, that's the end. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, I, 
I love the weddings. I love the corporate videos. Uh, I love our team. I love the work that we do. I love running the business. I love, you know, learning like how can we do this marketing thing better? How can we help a client? You know, it's, I mean, it, back to the previous question. It's like we, we make a great video for someone and we love making the video. We give it to them and they're like, oh, we love this video. And we, everyone we showed it to loves it. Great. We put it up on YouTube. We got 30 views and nothing <laughs> happened. And we're like, well, how can we help you better? And so now we're going to learn more about marketing. We're going to learn more about like, well, how can we help you make this video into something that actually converts for you? Because if you just stick it up on YouTube, that's like putting it on a shelf. Right. Like that's nice. People got to come in and see the shelf first. Right. So how can they find your video? How can they interact with it? Let's run some ads. Let's you know, make sure that you're directing them to a landing page on your website. Make sure there's some kind of funnel on that page, not just direct them to your home page. And they're like, mm. <laughs> So I get up in every morning because I love it. And I love, I love what I do. And if visioneers want to learn more about what you do, how do they find how do they find you? You can find Evermore Films. Uh, we're on major social platforms. Uh, Evermore Films, uh, EvermoreFilms.com. Uh, and remember, Evermore Films has two O's, like my last name. So we do, we spell it wrong on purpose. And how do you spell it? E V E R M O O R E F I L M S. Evermore Films. Dot com. Dot com. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and if you enjoyed Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, notify, and leave a comment. We love the comments that you leave for us. And I'll have my final thought for you when we come right back. Toastmasters is a major sponsor of the Small Business Celebration program. In fact, Small Business Celebration started off as an advanced level Toastmasters project. Toastmasters is an organization that can help you learn how to communicate what you do for the people you serve. So join Toastmasters. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club and join a club that can help you communicate what you do to the people you serve. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club and learn how you can communicate more clearly to the people you serve. Go to toastmasters.org forward slash find a club today. One of the things that I really enjoy about Small Business Celebration is I get to learn about the life journey, the life path of each of our guests here on Small Business Celebration. And there's an old Japanese quote that says, a wise one climbs Mount Fuji once, a fool climbs it twice. And in a couple of years, my family and I, we want to go back to Japan and visit. And one of the things we want to do is climb Mount Fuji. And there's for a very important reason. Because as you climb Mount Fuji, and it's a seven or eight hour climb up and three or four hours climb down. But along the way, there are these rest stops. There are these places to go ahead and relax for a moment that has a totem or a plaque that has you think and ask and reflect back upon your life, the adventures you've had, the lessons you've learned, the things that have gone well, the things that haven't gone so well. But that is why a wise one climbs Mount Fuji once. It's because they climb through the path, they take the path of your life and you reflect upon what is going well, what hasn't gone well, and what you've learned from it. A fool climbs it twice because a fool tries to relive their life over again. As you progress with your business, as you continue to grow and develop your business, think about the things that have gone well, the things that haven't gone so well, things that you've learned from, but more importantly, the things that you can share with others. 
And most importantly, don't relive your life over again. You've learned your lessons. It's time to move on and grow and continue to the summit, the pinnacle of your life, a life well lived. Until next week, I hope you learned something with our guest here with Josh Moore here at Moore Films. And I hope you learned something that you can use to help your business become a strong and profitable business. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.